Hello, everyone, and welcome to Small Talk. I'm your host, Maggie McIntyre, and today I am joined by retired NFL quarterback and now football analyst for ESPN, Dan Orlovsky. Dan, welcome to the show. Good to be with you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, obviously, at a young age, you were a football star. Did you grow up playing any other sports besides that? Yeah. uh, Thank you for using the word star very loosely there. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I actually started playing baseball when I was probably about four to my recollection and sports were certainly my first love and baseball was probably the the one that I loved first. Um, football was the one that I became in love with and, uh, I played football, baseball, basketball. Um, and I was, I was the person who was uh, a good athlete, but very unathletic. And then really, um, my sophomore year of high school, when school started to kind of intensify their recruiting, my father came to me and said, Hey, like you should pick one, either football or baseball. Right. And I didn't know what to do. So I flipped a coin and it landed on the football side. Wow. And is that when you realized you were capable of playing at the highest level or when did you know you were good enough? It's weird. My father would always say to me as a kid, you're going to be playing on Sundays. And when he would say that, I had no idea what that even meant. Um, I, what do you mean Sundays? I wasn't, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't piece them together. Uh, when I knew kind of when recruiting kind of picked up and my junior high school, like, okay, I've got a legit chance to go play college football. And then when it became, when the NFL was obviously always a dream and goal and and, uh, and desire, but when the NFL became real was my, after my sophomore year of college, when I had a pretty good year and, and all those things and kind of chatter started and I was like, yes, if, unless I become lazy or something, I'm going to control it whether this happens or not. Yeah. And you talk about college, so even though you had big offers from schools like Purdue and Michigan State, what made you choose UConn? Yeah, two things. One, the head coach, Randy Etzel, at the time. Um, Randy, Coach Etzel kind of sold me on his dream and his vision of trying to go to that school and do something that a lot of people thought was crazy, to take it from 1AA to 1A and into the Big East and, and maybe a bowl game and, and into big-time college football. So, And he challenged me. He, he was the one of the few coaches that told me I wasn't going to be giving the job, that I was going to have to earn it, and I loved that, the challenge. And then, two, to try and prove people wrong. Everyone, everyone thought going to school at UConn would be a terrible decision. And football would never succeed there. And um, it would be a a long-term bad play for me. And I'm not usually motivated by other people, but it was one of those moments where I wanted to try and prove everybody wrong. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it worked out for you. You ended up playing 12 years in the NFL. What was that time like for you? Uh, Everything I had hoped and dreamed and imagined it would be times a thousand you know it was the coolest thing that i could have ever dreamt of the coolest 12-year stretch where 
I got to be a part of some incredible things. Monday night football and Sunday night football in Lambeau Stadium and that Lambeau Field and uh, playoff games at Dallas Cowboys Stadium and playoff games in front of the 12th man in Seattle and just uh, playing with guys like, you know, Calvin Johnson and Andre Johnson and Reggie Wayne and Peyton Manning and Matthew Stafford. I just... The guys that I was able to play with and experiences that I was able to be a part of were just so super cool. And the lessons I learned um, that have had tremendous amount of impact on my life and just just the relationships. Some of my best friends are the guys that, you know, I played with. And sometimes it was a guy that I played with for a year and uh, they've become lifelong friends. And so um, it was it was one of those things that sometimes you'll sit back and think about it and you'll always ask yourself, was all that stuff worth it? You know, was it worth it as a 12 year old to, you know, kind of not play video games and go work out? And then was it worth, worth, worth it as a high school kid to not go to the high school parties, but to study tape? And was it worth it as a college kid to not go out and kind of totally, you know, truly live the college life, but go and, you know, study tape or work out whatnot. And it was, it's one of those things that it's a resounding yes. When you look at the big picture of it. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like it was worth it to me. You got to live out so many people's dreams. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's one of those very unique and, you know, intimate experiences that are shared, you know, by a very small group of people. And, and sometimes it's only, you know, it's with yourself, the person who stares back at you in the mirror. And I know I'm one of the few people, you know, less than a handful, at least in my circle, that know what it took yeah. and uh, the sacrifices that it took. And so uh, to be able to live that out, I wish it was really just remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. And eventually your playing career came to an end. But did you know you wanted to stay in the game somehow? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a football person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a football nerd, you know, with, with the intellectual aspect of it and the X's and O's. And then I'm such a believer in, in kind of what it made me and who it made me. Uh, I'm honest that I would be nothing like what I am right now, at least in the positive fashions, without that fo- the, without the game of football. Um, and so, you know, I, I met my wife through football. Uh, and, and so um, we have our four children because through football type thing. And so I knew um, that I had loved it and everything that, you know, football takes uh, the, the challenge and the, the grit and the toughness and the mental toughness and the, the beauty of it all. I knew that I wanted to stay with it and in it in some capacity. Well, being an Eagles fan, I have to ask, would you ever consider coaching? Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely would. I think I consider coaching almost daily. You know, um, I think that the reality was the great majority of my career was, in essence, a coaching mode or coaching role. Um, and the way I look at it right now is what I do on television is coaching. I'm trying to coach fans. Right. And I'm trying to coach people who like football into loving football and people who love football into – I'm being diehard and people who don't like football into being interested about football. I'm trying to coach all of that. And so, um, you know, I've had conversations with teams about coaching and, and, uh, right now I love television. I love being a part of the ESPN family and, and we have young kids and I've, 
you know, I've seen the challenges that come along with the coaching lifestyle. And right now I don't, I'm, I'm not willing to, to kind of choose that for now. Absolutely. So how has the game changed for you now that you're an analyst instead of a player? Uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of similarities, you know, the amount of preparation that it takes, you know, to prepare for doing studio shows or live games, it takes endless hours and you only use a small percentage of what you prepare with. That's the same as a player. You study tape and you study tape and you, for those two or three plays that you actually need it. And so there's a lot of similarities with that. Um, obviously the, the ability to think on your feet and improvise and, and, um, be a good teammate and, uh, be a part of a team is still in play. Uh, you're not getting abused the way you did, right. uh, physically is, is maybe more mentally with social media, but physically you're not getting abused as much. Um, but I still, I mean, to its core, it's still rooted in the very same things that got me there as a player, hard work. Um, sacrifice, commitment, creativity, diligence, all those things. Well, you're very popular in the Philadelphia area. Um, and everyone here just thinks you're such a great analyst, so we love listening to you daily. Thank you. Thanks. But with no live sports going on in the world right now, and we're in such a crazy time, how have you been spending some free time, if you've had any at all? Yeah, I haven't had much. You know, I mean, we, we people in... in in my industry, in our industry, in the media industry, I've in, in some ways been fortunate, even with what's going on, that the NFL really has not skipped a beat. And they kept free agency going and they've kept the draft on schedule. And so that's given us at least those things to talk about and kind of really dive into. And so a lot of my time, and it was going to be whether we were going through our pandemic or not, this was, I was going to be really busy in the back end of March and early April and into the draft period because of that. And so that has kept me busy, thankfully. Um, and once the draft happens, it'll die down a little bit for me, but I haven't had a, a ton of free time when I do, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoy my wife and my kids. I really like hanging out and just being, you know, around them, whatever we're, we're doing. And we have triplets. So you know, and they have their, a lot of their varying differences. And so a lot, um, they, they challenge us a lot and I'm keep sure. us on our toes a lot. So a lot of my time is just spent kicking it with them. Nice. All right. Well, now it's time for some buzzer beaters. Great. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Summer or winter? Summer. Hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Coffee or tea? Coffee. All right. Great answers. Dan, it was awesome having you on the show today. What a pleasure, and I appreciate your time. You got it. Thank you so much. Be good, Maggie. This has been today's episode of Small Talk with ESPN analyst Dan Orlovsky. As always, I'm your host, Maggie McIntyre. Thank you for listening, and stay safe.